Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Wednesday, October 7th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Small business owners in the St. Louis area are struggling to stay open as the pandemic drags on. I bounce back between closing and not closing, and some weeks are just like, all right, more shutdowns, more restrictions. So, In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Corinne Ruff speaks with small business owners wrestling with whether to close permanently. The couple who pointed guns at protesters on a private Central West End street in June are facing new felony charges. Five on your side reports a St. Louis grand jury has indicted Mark and Patricia McCloskey on a single count each of tampering with evidence. The grand jury also backed Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner's charges of exhibiting a weapon, which is a low-level felony. There was no immediate explanation for the tampering with evidence accusation. Gardner first sought the weapons charges against the McCloskeys in July, a decision that brought immediate backlash from President Donald Trump and others. The Missouri Supreme Court has heard oral arguments in a lawsuit challenging the state's requirement for mail-in ballots to be notarized. The NAACP and League of Women Voters wants all ballots, regardless of whether they've been notarized, to be counted in November's election. Attorney Sophia Lynn Lakin says voters could be exposed to coronavirus when they get their ballot notarized. Voters are saddled with a notary requirement that forces them to choose between risking their health and those of their loved ones and their right to vote. The state argues there's no evidence the requirement caused someone to get COVID-19 during the August primary and changing the requirements less than a month before the election would be confusing. In Missouri, there's a difference between mail-in and absentee ballots. If you are requesting an absentee ballot because you're in an at-risk category for contracting coronavirus or you're confined due to illness or disability, you do not need a notary. St. Louis area advocates for people with felony convictions want to make sure those who have served their probation are able to vote. St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson reports. Angela McCurry has never been in prison, but some of her family members have. She listened to their stories of how poorly they were treated. That made her want to help formerly incarcerated people learn about the voting process. McCurry is a member of the St. Louis chapter of All of Us or None. The organization works to restore civil rights to people who serve time in prison. She wants to make sure they can vote because that could help those behind bars. For me, it's really a heartfelt just for our people in general because we have such a high population in prison and we need to get involved. McCurry says allowing formerly incarcerated people to vote could lead to more humane policies in prisons. I'm Andrea Henderson, St. Louis Public Radio. The St. Louis Symphony Orchestra says musicians will return to Powell Hall this month for the first time since the venue closed because of coronavirus. As St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin reports, audience size will be limited. Powell Hall has been closed to audiences since orchestra leaders began postponing concerts in March because of the coronavirus. That will change on October 15th, when musical director Stéphane Deneuve leads a concert for an audience of 100. The orchestra will be cut in half to about 40 musicians to allow for social distancing on stage. 
Vice President and General Manager Eric Finley says the city-approved safety plan calls for no intermission or food and beverage service. It's a 76-page plan that looks under every single rock and every single aspect of what we do to make sure that there are no gaps in our safety protocols. Orchestra leaders plan six weeks of concerts under these conditions and then will determine how to move forward. I'm Jeremy Goodwin, St. Louis Public Radio. It's gonna be a bright, 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 bright sunshiny day. The pandemic has forced tens of thousands of small businesses throughout the country to close permanently. Some owners have stayed open, weathering shutdowns, new restrictions, and fewer customers over the last six and a half months. And there's still no end in sight. St. Louis Public Radio's Corinne Ruff spoke with several local small business owners about the difficult decision between closing permanently or risking an uncertain future. This is the single biggest disruption to the brewing industry since Prohibition. My name is Stuart Keating. I am the co-founder and co-owner of Earthbound Beer, Earthbound Beer on Cherokee Street. And I'm here with my son Merlin, who is a little over six months old and overdue for nap time. My name is Sue Lovker, and this is my husband, Marty, and we are the owners of the Feasting Fox Restaurant. It was a gathering place for people that they would come and share Easter with us and Thanksgiving when we had a buffet, but then would come at birthdays and with smaller groups. My name is Bob Coppler. I'm the owner of Steel Wheels Indoor Cycling, which is a experiential technology forward cycling studio formerly located in the Central West End. Well, my name is Mike Evans. I'm the owner of Down to Play Entertainment, LLC. I would describe my company as a one-stop shop, I would say. You can get a DJ, you can order some cookies, you can get a party bus. The business before COVID and all that stuff was actually really good. Um, I started the party bus uh, company in in January and it took off, it was great. And then we went into that phase where we had those couple of months we weren't doing anything and it kind of just tanked from there. The first two months were okay. The third month we lost like $15,000 and we're still losing money at a pretty alarming rate. Studio cycling is all about butts and seats, right? Like you just, you gotta fill the bikes just due to the virus and due to the restrictions that the city of St. Louis has, has placed on us, which are understandable. It just doesn't make it feasible for us to operate the concept. Most of the things have been auctioned off or going to be so that it's time to retire and just see what the next chapter brings. This auction just is scaring me because I, you know, we got chandeliers at different places and I would love the building to stay the way it is. I bounce back between closing and not closing and some weeks are just like, all right, more shutdowns, more restrictions. So do I want to risk it? Uh, Should I just cut my losses now? Um, So I'm kind of right in the middle right now as far as closing and not closing. We received a notice from the state that our grant had been rescinded. You know, finding out that we weren't receiving uh, that big chunk of money that we had really relied upon to to make it through the next six months is uh, when I had to sit everyone down and say, listen, I don't know how much longer we can do this. We made the very tough decision to close permanently, which was, it was very sad. And, um, you know, it still kind of 
has left a hole in me personally. And, uh, you know, the saddest part was uh, having to let go of our team. You wake up every day not knowing what's going to happen, especially in this climate right now, where you stay up all night like I've done many nights. And uh, I've cried. I've, I've just worried myself, literally sick sometimes. And uh, I just want people to know it's not easy. It's, it's extremely hard being a business owner, especially a small business owner. We've done everything we can to run the brewery, but we're not willing to risk our employees' safety to stay in business. Today, looking around, you do. You just have the feeling of, oh, wow, you know, bittersweet. But life goes on, and our hope is that someone will come along and have that same drive that they want to take the uh, torch and run with it and put the soul back into it and and then we can come and visit and pay for a drink <laughs> <laughs> even though I've considered closing and, and, and you know but it's I think about it and I'm just like this is mine I own this and I really think it can be a great thing you just gotta keep pushing that's my thing I always keep pushing <laughs> Our Maria Altman edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music today by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur, Johnny Nash, and Eddie Van Halen. We are honoring Nash and Van Halen, who both died yesterday. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.